I'm sure most of you have been following the story about Jesse Smollett and the alleged hate crime. And new evidence and reporting suggests he may have orchestrated the crime against himself. Many people suspected this, but many people on the left still immediately ran with the narrative that he was a victim. While it may be true that hate crimes are on the rise, it also appears as though hate crime hoaxes are on the rise too. And this leaves many people wondering, why would Jesse Smollett stage a crime against himself? Why would anyone fake a hate crime? And there are really obvious reasons for it in my opinion. Victimhood culture is glorifying and amplifying these people who have become victims of wrongdoing. Today, let's take a look at the latest news from Jesse Smollett, but I want to explore the idea of hate crime hoaxes and go over a massive list of many instances of hate crimes being proven to be fake. But before we get started, make sure you follow us over at minds.com slash subverse. If you haven't been following, we're launching a new channel. We've got a bunch of videos up. We just did an interview with Dr. Deborah So, and we're setting up a distributed newsroom at minds.com slash subverse so you can get involved, share stories, and help us find news that you think isn't being reported. If you want to support these videos, just share them to help spread the message. We'll quickly go over the latest news because I'm sure many of you have been following. But from CNN, Police sources, new evidence suggests Jesse Smollett orchestrated attack. Two law enforcement sources with knowledge of the investigation tell CNN that Chicago police believe actor Jesse Smollett paid two men to orchestrate an assault on him that he reported late last month. Smollett denies playing a role in his attack, according to a statement from his attorneys. The men, who are brothers, were arrested Wednesday but released without charges Friday after Chicago police cited discovery of new evidence. The sources told CNN the two men are now cooperating fully with law enforcement. Smollett told authorities he was attacked early January 29 by two men who were yelling out racial and homophobic slurs. He said one attacker put a rope around his neck and poured an unknown chemical substance on him. The sources told CNN there are records that show the two brothers purchased the rope found around Smollett's neck at a hardware store in Chicago. The latest from Jesse is that his attorneys are denying this is a hoax, saying, As a victim of a hate crime who has cooperated with the police investigation, Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by a recent report that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with, the statement read. He has now been further victimized by claims attributed to these alleged perpetrators that Jesse played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth, and anyone claiming otherwise is lying. Smollett's attorneys said they expect further updates from Chicago police on the investigation and will continue cooperating with authorities. The story is actually much more complicated than this. Some reporting suggests that he turned over redacted phone records, which actually led the police to these two brothers. And the police actually tracked cab records to figure out who these men were. And they knew these guys are friends with Jesse. And apparently that's how they came to believe this was a hoax. Now we're hearing from CNN that sources suggest or say that these two guys are cooperating with police and have made the claims that this was a hoax on Jesse Smollett's part. Now, some people are wondering why he's done it. And perhaps there's an official reason to benefit public policy. Around the same time as his attack, we saw that Kamala Harris was pushing a federal hate crime bill from CNN. Senate passes anti-lynching bill in renewed effort to make it a federal hate crime. If signed into law, the Justice for Victims of Lynching Act would outline the specific killing of lynching, noting its violent and racist legacy, and add it to the federal list of hate crimes. As Booker's office noted Thursday, the vote followed more than a century of efforts to outlaw lynching that have failed to pass. And while it may be a stretch to try and connect Jussie Smollett's attack to a lynching bill, 
We have seen some statements from, say, Cory Booker, who said the vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill, designating lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. I don't want to push any conspiracy theory that Jesse was somehow working with politicians to pass the bill. But the question arises as to why Jesse would actually stage this hate crime. Apparently, if it is a hoax, it was staged so poorly, it's going to destroy his life. In my opinion, the only thing he can do at this point is claim it's not a hoax and everything he said was true, and then just put the blame on the two brothers who he may have actually hired. He's going to let them take the heat for his fake hate crime if it turns out to be fake. Now, we don't know for sure until we get confirmation from police. But let's address the question of why do this? Why stage a hate crime outside of trying to push some legislation that's on the lawmakers, not on Smollett. But we did hear recently from the New York Times that hate crimes have increased for the third consecutive year, according to the FBI. And this comes from an official press release where they say today the FBI released hate crime statistics 2017, the uniform crime reporting program's latest compilation about bias motivated incidents throughout the nation. The 2017 data submitted by 16,149 law enforcement agencies provide information about the offenses, victims, offenders, and locations of hate crimes. The New York Times gets straight to the point by saying hate crime reports increased 17% last year from 2016, the FBI said on Tuesday, rising for a third consecutive year as heated racial rhetoric and actions have come to dominate the news. I'm not going to doubt the uniform crime reporting from the FBI. This is official reporting, and I think it's fair to point out if we're seeing more reported hate crimes, I would lean towards most of them probably being legitimate. There's an increase in racial tensions and conversation. We saw that ambush in Dallas where a black identity extremist shot several police officers, and we have seen people engage in hate crimes. It's a fact. But there's a problem here. With high profile instances like Jesse Smollett, people are starting to doubt whether or not the increase is legitimate. Are they real hate crimes? And in fact, there have been several high profile hoaxes perpetrated, and they're perpetrated almost regularly like clockwork. December 2018, a black college lacrosse player, 21, is arrested for spraying N-word and swastika graffiti targeting himself and other minority students in two incidents that terrorized the campus. Only a few days earlier, man suspected of vandalizing Antioch with swastikas and other symbols arrested following tips. Three city vehicles, a door at City Hall, and a business were all spray painted with racial slurs, vulgar words, and swastikas. But it turns out police arrested 24-year-old Lawrence Phipps on suspicion of vandalism after several buildings and city cars were damaged by graffiti. Now, this is not necessarily the same as a hate crime. Police have not said whether they will seek hate crime charges. But spray painting swastikas and racial slurs gives the impression that white supremacists are causing the damage. But it turned out the police suspected a black man in this crime. Just earlier that month, again in November 2018, for second time in two years, racist slurs at Kansas State was a hoax, police say. Only a few weeks before this from the Post Athens, Ohio University student Senate member who claimed to have received death threats arrested for making false alarms. And a few weeks before that, Long Island woman charged for fabricating story about Trump-related hate crime. If I'm being serious, I just pulled up several examples going back several months And it's kind of absurd how many hoaxes there are. How many stories did we hear about Muslim women having their hijabs ripped off turned out to be fake? A lot of these stories are not true. And because of these hoaxes, people are doubting actual hate crimes. 
And that's a serious problem. I know it's kind of a typical thing to say in response to these hoaxes and to false reporting that it damages the credibility and hurts real victims, but it's true. It really does. Now, the question arises, why would people do this? And I think the answer is really simple. As I pointed out earlier in this video, victimhood culture. When people make these claims, when these stories comes out, it empowers a tribal faction of a certain regressive left. We can just look to the video of Ellen Page on The Late Show talking about Jesse Smollett. This video on Twitter has 16.5 million views. It has 86,713 retweets, 243,000 likes. In this video, Ellen Page condemns the attack on Jesse Smollett, blames the administration. The crowd falls silent, and then everyone claps and cheers. And you know what? Ellen Page didn't lie. But she certainly used this hoax to empower her tribal faction, to empower her politics. And this spoke to a lot of people. The video on YouTube has 1,428,725 views. There is power in the narrative of being a victim because people believe in justice, because people want to help those who have been wronged. And these people who are perpetrating these hoaxes are exploiting our goodwill. When we hear a story about someone being attacked wrongly, when we hear a story about someone attacking someone for who they love or what they look like, we're outraged. People have a right to exist and pursue happiness. And we should never tolerate someone being attacked and having their rights taken away simply because they look a certain way, because they love someone or, or things related to other immutable characteristics or things that they believe. We should all respect one another. America is the great melting pot, and we have to make sure that civil rights are ensured for everybody. And because of that good nature, because of that goodwill, people have found that com- our community is willing to rise up and champion those who have been victimized unjustly, and they exploit that system. There's actually a website that's been put together called fakehatecrimes.org, and admittedly, it's where I found several of the stories I talked about. They go back 349 instances of hoax hate crimes. I don't know if this means there's an escalation in hoaxes. I don't know if it discredits the idea that hate crimes are on the rise. But so long as you have these two factors, high profile hoaxes, false rape accusations, people like Jesse Smollett, you're going to have a faction of people who just refuse to believe these hate crimes are going to be real at all. So blame these sociopathic individuals lying about being victims for whatever reason, because they're damaging the credibility of real victims and they're taking advantage of our goodwill. I know that some people have explained that this kind of culture is cancerous, but people call everything cancer on the internet. But I do think there's an interesting analogy here having to relate to cancer in a sense. I look at these groups as kind of like white blood cells. And I know that sounds like I'm praising them, but hear me out. Back in the day, decades ago, we had a real racism problem. We had segregation, miscegenation laws. We have a history of slavery. And people rose up to combat injustice and things that, in my opinion, literally made no sense and shouldn't exist. And we've overcome many of these problems. Not all of them. Racism still exists. There, there are issues of systemic and institutional racism. Personally, I think they're poorly understood by most people on the left, and so they're unable to explain these situations. But there is discrimination in the housing markets, even back into the 80s. So we do have a long way to go, but things are pretty good. But what happens when the disease has mostly been cured, but the narrative persists? People are raised believing these issues are serious problems and they want to fight against them, but we've done away with many of them. Admittedly, again, not all of them. But you end up with fervent activists desperate to find racism wherever they can, organizations that want to find racism wherever they can. And so they push this narrative and start fighting against things that aren't actually racist or problems. 
It's almost like white blood cells being overproduced and attacking things that aren't actually diseases. It's kind of an analogy for something that's a bit cancerous. Again, I think the analogy can be kind of silly when you look online and everything is called cancer, but it feels like the white blood cells of our society have gone overboard and they're attacking things and calling everybody a white supremacist. And it's only going to regress. It's going to cause problems. It's going to bring back racism. And that's one of the biggest problems I have with it. But let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'll have more videos on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCast, starting at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.